Now, gentlemen, for the second part of our demonstration. The Night Show with Jason Goff. I'm in chill mode. Atlanta's only live and local sports talk at night. Plus, you can actually hear us outside the perimeter. Phone's been ringing like crazy for you. Get in the game at 404-741-0929 or text him at 22929. Don't try to antagonize me. Never think that I'm not from Chicago for one second. Let's start the second half of the show. Don't, don't do it yet. Have at it. The Night Show with Jason Goff. On Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. You know, a lot of people are watching this interview right now saying, how could he? How could you? What's the answer to that question? I did it because I had a responsibility. I felt I had a responsibility to do it. To... To let them know that if they're going to take something like this, do it the right way. You might have said to these players when they came to you, look, don't do any of this stuff. It breaks the rules of baseball. Don't do this. Did you ever say that? No, I never said that. My approach to all this, and I'll stand by it now and I'll stand by it forever, was... You're going to do this. Let me show you how to do this. Let me educate you. And let's do it the right way. And sure, let's not get caught while we're doing this. This is the Night Show with Jason Goff here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and 92.9thegame.com. The voice you just heard was courtesy of CBS's news magazine, 60 Minutes. Anthony Bosch, biogenesis founder and guy who was in the middle of the storm being interviewed by Scott Pelley. And that was about why he supplied players with PEDs. We started reading about biogenesis. And by the way, Grant McCarley has joined us here in the studio. If you're watching on Watch929thegame.com, uh, he's got his sweet Brett the Hitman heart shirt on. So you can get that uh, if you're watching us on Watch929thegame.com. Grant is our baseball observer. He's our insider. He's our guy. You should follow him on Twitter and on Instagram. It's very simple, at Grant McCarley. Grant, Anthony Bosch came into the spotlight, what would you say, about – Four months ago, somewhere around there? A little bit longer, right? I think in March of 2013 was when everything started to focus on MLB's investigation of biogenesis. That's when his name started occurring regularly as far as hitting the newsstands. And he sits down with Scott Pelley from uh, uh, 60 Minutes, and it it was a – I won't say it was shocking, but this is what the new technology is in baseball, especially with PEDs. And when we talk about – it's not just – you know, steroids, you know, steroids has long been the catch all that we've talked about uh, when we talk about baseball players. It's not steroids anymore. It's human growth hormone. And we're now learning that it's it's, it's designer drug designer. Exactly. It's designer drug abuse in the form of gummies and creams and all these other things. And this 25 minutes uh, that, that, that CBS uh, CBS is 60 minutes allotted last night were very fascinating and very revealing. I want, want you to go through some of these things and we'll get to a rods. Uh, involvement in this situation. As you know, 162-game ban uh, by Major League Baseball and Bud Selig uh, down from 211, was it? 211 was the original. I think they more or less just said last season he got his appeal. He got off of his suspension from last season, so that moving forward they wanted to put the one-year ban in place because that was more or less what was left on the original suspension, plus Mm -hmm. any postseason games. So if the Yankees ran the distance as a wild card, that could be up to 20 more games. So it's a pretty sizable suspension 
because the Yankees are definitely building themselves to get back to the playoffs. And anybody who's watched baseball over the last 10 years or so, we always talk about the chemists being one step ahead yep. of the testing uh, protocol. Anthony Bosch told Scott Pelley about uh, testosterone and a booster that always gets past Major League Baseball testing. He would put one of these trochies in his mouth probably about 10, 15 minutes before game time or as soon as he went into the field. A player could take it right before game time, and by the time they get back into the locker room after the game and there was any possibility of testing, they would test negative. They would test clean. Now, I've never heard before this of a trochee. And they described it as a gummy, something like a lozenge you can right. throw in. And there are BBM messages that Anthony Bosch and a number that Alex Rodriguez owned, a PIN number, that they have detailed discussions and never really mentioning uh, the the actual substance, but having code words for them like cohetes and gummies and rocket, which was the syringe. Right. Yeah, night cream, all these things that they want to describe uh, without – naming the substances uh, for not having, you know, of course, an electronic paper trail. But your thoughts on things that we've already known about these tests and how much they're letting get through because of how, how uh, I should say, how, how awesome these chemists are in well, terms of giving them stuff that nobody will ever catch on to. You're talking about stuff before a game that yeah. gets out of your system by the time you may have to test. You naturally three hours metabolize later. Yeah. whatever it is you're putting into your body. And that's, I think... And, and knowing this over the past number of years, that there are there's somebody right now that is sitting in a laboratory trying to find a way to beat a drug test, whether that's for the Olympics, whether that's for the NFL, Major League Baseball, or any other sport, you know, World Anti-Doping Agency, there's somebody out there trying to give athletes some kind of edge. Now, we could debate the merits of what kind of things you should be and should not be allowed to take based on historically what it means to the integrity of that sport. And I think that's where baseball has come to its crossroads and been stuck here for a very long time with a lot of moral platitudes that they're hitting people with when knowingly the culture of baseball changed. Some of these subversive types like Anthony Bosch were brought into the game. And I think Major League Baseball more or less looked at it once they realized that they could use Mm -hmm. someone who the players had used against the game and turn them on the player. They took the opportunity to, as I said, I did a very detailed podcast on Saturday night. Then the 60 Minutes thing happened. But this is fighting fire with fire, I think, for Major League Baseball. They felt that they had been pushed as far as they could be pushed, especially in the case of Alex Rodriguez, whose name seems to show up in these things every three years. So these kinds of things, these kinds of substances like these trochies or any other type of – you know, masking agents that they use to avoid being tested. And Tony Bosch even went as far as to say, I instructed players on how they should be urinating in the cup for these tests so that they can avoid the front or the back of the stream because there are more chemicals or active mm-hmm. agents from what we're putting in your body that happen at the early part of, you know, taking a leak and, and when yeah. you taper off. So it's extremely, extremely involved. And whether or not he's a licensed doctor, Obviously, we know he's not, but clearly he had come up with a lot of ways to get past Major League Baseball's testing, and what this has done has basically given Major League Baseball a template of how people are beating their system, and that's why it's so important, and I think why they paid $125,000 to get all these documents. It wouldn't be the night show if we didn't have a reference of taking a leak, by the way. Of course not. We we note that uh, in Grant McCauley's... uh, you know, a little soliloquy just now. But yeah, this this next cut that we're about to hear, we talk about smoking guns yep. and guys not, you know, everything being hearsay. Well, 
Anthony Bosch actually talked about drawing blood from A-Rod in public to keep him on this regimen. So we ended up drawing the blood in the bathroom of this one restaurant slash bar slash club in the bathroom stall at 8 p.m. With the crowd there. With the crowd right People there. coming in and out of the men's room, I take it, and you're in a stall with Alex Rodriguez drawing his blood. Yes. As crazy as that sounds. What were you thinking? I'm not getting paid enough. $12,000 a month was the sum that Anthony Bosch came up with. And we hear a lot about Barry Bonds, that, that tipping point when he realized that Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire were getting all the the, 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 the applause and all the fanfare and they weren't better players than him. Well, you, you kind of got to find where a person's ego will take them over that tipping point. And Anthony Bosch talked to Scott Pelley about what, what made A-Rod turn into this guy as far as using PEDs to this extent. Alex cared. Alex wanted to know. He would study the product. He would study the substance. He would study the dosages. Because he wanted to achieve all his human performance, or in this case, sports performance objective. And the most important one was the 800 home run club, which was only going to have one member, Alex Rodriguez. Tony Bosch also talked about personally injecting Alex Rodriguez uh, because he was scared of needles. No, we don't have it. Okay. Uh, moving on, uh, Tony Bosch is a guy who, you know, say what you want, maybe a near-do-well, is a near-do-well, is a guy who a lot of people will say, well, why would you believe this guy? He's a rat. He's turning on everybody now. Well, he was fearing for his life at one point, and this is when Major League Baseball stepped in because he, he said that his girlfriend had received threats yep. uh, on his life and he needed security. He talked to Scott Pelley about that as well. I was in a dark place. It was... I had no idea what I was going to do next. And I relied on the advice of one of my lawyers. Let's go to Major League Baseball. Let's al- align ourselves with somebody as powerful as, as Alex. Now, when you hear these things and you hear those five cuts from Anthony Bosch, a guy who, who profited greatly because yep. Alex Rodriguez wasn't his only client, but Alex Rodriguez is the only client that is fighting this thing. What do you think after hearing from him at that point in the program when you digested it last night? Well, the 800 home run club came as no surprise to me whatsoever. Alex Rodriguez absolutely loves the game of baseball, but the way that he loves this sport is different than the way right. a lot of us do for nostalgia's sake or for whatever it is from a sideline perspective, never playing it, but watching it and feeling that we knew what the essence of the sport should be. You know, he feels like, you know, whether it was the, the bonds, well, I saw everybody else doing it, I got mad and decided to do it myself. I mean, Tony Botch said that Alex Rodriguez, when he met him the first time, said whatever Manny Ramirez was on, when he went to the Dodgers in like 07, 08, and 2009. Hit 28 home runs. And Ramirez was, you know, back to hitting 350-plus and turning into a monstrous player in his mid to late 30s. Alex Rodriguez, entering his mid to late 30s, basically looked at that, I think, and decided this was a jumping-off point for him. He wanted to reach his goal, the 800 home runs. And looking at the overall money of this, which I'm sure you can you know, mm. talk a lot more about, there are $30 million worth of marketing bonuses attached to whether or not Alex Rodriguez passed Barry Bonds and became the all-time home run leader yeah. on top of $80 million worth of salary, not counting the suspension. So there's so much money tied up in this. But Major League Baseball, more than anything, I think wanted to send a message to a guy who not just tried to beat the system of tests, but tried to 
you know, push him, inf- keep information and obstruct their investigation. I think that's why he got this huge suspension. When we come back, we'll hear from Rob Manfred, COO of Major League Baseball, and also Joe Takapina, the guy who represents A-Rod. He talked to Boomer and Carton on WFAN. Grant McCauley is going to stick around. Your phone calls at 404-741-0929. Your impressions of Anthony Bosch, A-Rod, and all the characters in this situation and the dark cloud that seemingly will never go away concerning PEDs in Major League Baseball. This is the Night Show with Jason Goff right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Okay, listen, we got to talk about something. Talking to you, not at you. Plus, you can actually hear us. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. What were the various banned substances that he was taking? Testosterone, insulin growth factor, one, human growth hormone, and some different forms of peptides. All of them banned? All of them banned. And he knew that? Yes, he he did. And you knew that? And I knew that. Audio courtesy of CBS's 60 Minutes, Scott Pelley, Anthony Bosch, founder of Biogenesis, the man in the middle of the situation that's going on right now with Alex Rodriguez as he, we haven't even got to the A-Rod part of this. You know, it seems like we're indirectly talking about him, but we will get to him. Grant McCauley sitting in to talk about this as well here on the Night Show with Jason Goff. And this hour of the Night Show is brought to you by Kroger. Kroger, great food, low prices. Now, Scott Pelley sat down uh, with Rob Manfred, the COO of baseball as well. And, of course, when you have a surly, not a surly, but a, a seedy character like Anthony Bosch, you know, and when you're talking about paying for evidence and paying for uh, files and, and paying for this man's security, a lot of people will call into question Anthony Bosch's credibility. Rob Manfred, the COO of baseball, addressed that. The credibility of any witness is determined by a, a, a trier fact by looking the individual in the eye, listening to the story he tells and then lining it up with the other evidence. And frankly, nobody came in and contradicted what Mr. Bosch said. There was no witness that ever came in in the case and said Tony Bosch isn't telling the truth. And then Rob Manfred went on to speak about the evidence that he spoke about in the last clip. I think that Mr. Bosch's credibility on these issues, whatever his motivations, whatever we did for him, was established by his willingness to come in, raise his right hand, testify, and by the fact that he had all sorts of evidence that supported everything that he said. Rob also spoke on the life-threatening allegations levied by Anthony Bosch to Alex Rodriguez. Are you saying that Alex Rodriguez and or his associates were involved in threatening to kill Tony Bosch? The individual that was of greatest concern to Mr. Bosch was a known associate of Mr. Rodriguez. Do you think Rodriguez knew about the threats to Bosch's life? I don't know what Mr. Rodriguez knew. Um, I know that the individual involved um, has been an associate of Mr. Rodriguez's for some time. I misspoke. Uh, (laughs) Anthony Bosch, his life was threatened by associates of of Alex Rodriguez. He'd he'd have to have some kind of hoops, but to to sell somebody drugs and then rat on everybody and then threaten to kill that person. So I misspoke. It was the other way around. Alex Rodriguez allegedly uh, made uh, threatening, uh, you know, uh, overtures by third parties to try to, you know, make 
uh, Anthony Bosch feel uncomfortable in some way. And Rob Manfred and, and baseball uh, started acting as his security in terms of uh, you know, moving with him, moving around in, in, in various uh, places in, in the Miami area, making sure that he was always protected because he was their key witness to this entire thing. There's some very strange things that went on about that that Anthony Bosch talked about with 60 Minutes last night with Scott Pelley was kind of a one-way trip to Columbia that was offered yeah. to him by some of Alex Rodriguez's people, yeah. a threatening text message that went to Tony Bosch's then-girlfriend. And, you know, as you heard Manfred, you know, not necessarily say, well, we know Alex Rodriguez knew if these were threatening overtures or not, but Anthony Bosch went as far as to say Alex Rodriguez knows everything that's going on with his camp and with his people. Like, there's just no question about that in Anthony Bosch's mind. But again, as you mentioned, these are seedy characters. This is, or the unsavory is the word I've been using a lot. Mm-hmm. It's an unsavory situation, quite obviously. But the people that have been brought into this, you know, it, it's hard to have a, a large amount of, you know, I don't know if regret, not regret or, or to feel sorry for Alex Rodriguez. Well, because it, he's lied to, twice. Right. Because this keeps going situation. on. This would yeah. be the third time. Yeah. And as Rob Manfred, the COO of baseball, is nice enough to point out, Alex Rodriguez didn't bring in anybody to, you know, go against the testimony that Bosch was offering and had the opportunity to speak on his own behalf at this appeals panel for that 211-game mm-hmm. suspension and chose instead to walk out angrily, he said, because Bud Selig was not there, yeah. and turn it into a sideshow on Mike Francesa's show on WFAN uh, in New York. He chose to make that his platform. He wanted to get it into the public and just kind of breaking it down from what I can see, this is more about him trying to divert attention from the actual facts of the case itself and to discredit Tony Bosch, and he might be able to get away with that in a court of law or or accomplish this in a court of law or get this evidence thrown out or whatever it is, but I don't think he's ever going to be able to get the stink of the entire situation off of him, and I think he's played his last game on a baseball field, to be honest with you, because courts are not known to come in and in a, collect, in a collective bargaining agreement, yeah, which, which they have, yeah. they're just not going to throw it out. I would imagine his chance of winning in court is a very low percentage. Very, very low. Of course, after 60 minutes, A-Rod's side had to put their spin on it. Joe Tacopina, who is the, the lawyer for Alex Rodriguez, went on our sister station in New York, WFAM with Boomer and Carton, and he talked about the whole process of, of the 60 minutes piece and everything involving Anthony Bosch. It was really uh, a charade. It really was. I was blown away to see um, Rob Manford taking part of that when he's supposedly governed by the confidentiality clause that he trumps so often in, in these proceedings that he, they allowed Tony Bosch, the witness, to go on there. Um, you know, the PA, uh, the union is up in arms over it, and they should be. And a lot of the players are up in arms. I mean, we've gotten so many reach outs from players and players' agents saying, how could the MLB do this? They're out there talking about things and, and out of context and, and out of reality um, when they make these statements that they did last night 60 minutes. Now, the spin that's coming off of this, at least from what I can hear from A-Rod's attorney, is something that I don't think that you need to mistake the anger about this from players for full-on support for Alex Rodriguez based on all of the things he's alleged to have done. They may be upset about how the process is kind of coming unraveled, which it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a uniquely disturbing case of performance-enhancing drugs. We've seen similar but nothing quite as ugly with as many teeth as Alex Rodriguez has. And that, I think, is the, the difference in you know, player anger about the 60 minutes thing may be justified, but that doesn't necessarily mean that all these players that have contacted them about this yeah. are 100% blind A-Rod supporters. But in lawyer speak, he's trying to garner as much of a groundswell of support for Alex Rodriguez or 
uh, you know, discredit MLB's practices as much as he can because that's what he's doing for his client. I think that the player anger more comes from Anthony Bosch's statements at the end of his portion of the of the piece saying that everybody is on this stuff sure. in, in Major League sure. Baseball. So, like you said, I, I don't know if it's as much people aligning themselves with A-Rod more so than, de, than, than denouncing the fact that the game is trying to get clean and face it. Baseball did this to itself, and we're going to hear some more cuts, and we're going to hear from the commissioner of baseball, Bud Selig, uh, before this segment is over as well. But let's, the, the, when the Players Union back in the 90s decided to, you know what, we'll get over this, you know, it'll kind of see itself out, and then all of a sudden clean guys started being attached to dirty guys. And then the Players Union said, okay, we got to do something about yep. this. But it went on for too long. And after a while, perception became reality. And you had a lot of guys, and we've talked about this, Grant. This isn't the first time we talked about this since I've, we've been here for 14 months together. We've had numerous conversations about what baseball has done to itself with this whole PED situation. When you have, when you have so many guys who are thought to have done it or dabbled in it, and you have, you have a lot of people who don't care about the game commenting on it, saying, oh, why, why does it matter? This is the only sport where numbers truly, truly matter historically. You know, like we mentioned out we, before we were uh, talking about this uh, outside in the bullpen area, you know, nobody really knows by memory how many yards the single game uh, rushing record is. They just know who breaks it, whether it be Corey Dillon, uh, Jamal Lewis, Adrian Peterson. You know, nobody knows the total number of yards the all-time receiving leaders ha- have except for when you go on the Internet and look it up. But you, like you mentioned, you know what 61 means. You know, you know what, what 56 means. You know what 755 means. You know what these numbers mean. And baseball, more so than any other sport, I think when we talk about basketball and football, these are the, the games that are played by people who aren't human. And when I say that, I'm, I'm being facetious in a sense, but these are played by guys who are, you know, taller than average, bigger than average, stronger than average. Baseball was the last game that was played by guys who look like you and I. It's kind of a working man's sport. Exactly. And that's why it, it firmly entrenched itself in America's heart because you had the guys who you, you can, from a physical standpoint, relate to. Yeah. So now we come to 1994, 1995. And, and the strike. The bash, exactly. And, and the strike and what the baseball could do to get the, the, the viewers back. And the chicks dig the long ball thing, which, yeah. you know, got guys who... That was a direct playoff yeah, of that by exactly. two guys who didn't do steroids. Exactly. So baseball did this to itself, and yeah. now we're still trying to clean the grime and the muck off of it. And I don't know if we're ever going to get to the point where we're fully um, fully past this. Nah, it, it's going to hang around on the Hall of Fame ballot, I can guarantee you, for the yeah. better part of the next two decades. That's a minimum. And that's something we heard last week with the steroid era, yeah. you know, controversies or debate about players who are on the ballot but more than anything you know Bud Selig's announced his retirement effective at the end of this year a lot of things are going to be changing but I I do think that baseball however late they were however behind you know the curve they were as far as needing to get out in front of the performance enhancing drug scandal and not benefiting from it in the summer of 98 which we discovered became more or less a giant lie in the minds of some people in the McGuire Sosa deal so I I think they're going it, to it's going to survive this a yeah b it is going to come with having to, you know, roll your sleeves up and get down to the level of some of the people that are trying to cheat your system and fight them the same way they fight. Now, that may or may not be popular. But, but you're never going to get the game yeah, completely there's, clean. There's two two schools of thought. There are the people that look at this and say, you know, why do I care? And right. then there are people who say, 
you know, well, we need to throw these people out. First offense is any offense. They need to get the zero tolerance people, which I can totally understand. I and think respect. I'm becoming one of those guys. Then you start looking at, you know, once this happens, now people are saying, oh, well, you're treating this guy unfairly based on your system. Your system, which has been complained about so much for right. not being strict enough, right. then you do something ultra strict, and, and people, you, you can't have it both ways. And this is, again, a giant gray area. This is uncharted territory, and we may or may not see this play out in the next calendar year. Who knows how this is going to go in federal court? And I mean, this circus is still ahead. Joe Takapina, A-Rod's lawyer, also talked on Boomer and Carden about the vendetta that he feels Bud Selig and Rob Manfred have against his client. When Rob Manfred and Bud Selig lured over over a team of investigators that have no problem violating the law, committing crimes, purchasing stolen documents, paying an unknown individual one hundred and twenty-five to one hundred and fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars in cash in violation of the IRS codes, when they do that, when they when they intimidate witnesses to the point where witnesses are are, are saying under oath that they were threatened by Major League Baseball investigators, I mean, who has the agenda against who, guys? Joe Takapina visiting with Boomer and Carton this morning on WFAN. Bud Selig from last night's 60 Minutes piece on the overall suspension and him thinking that it was a very fair deal for A-Rod. As I looked at everything on all the players, and then I got to Alex Rodriguez. You put all the drug things on one side, and then all the things that he did to impede our investigation and really do things that I had never seen any other player do. I think 211 games was a very fair penalty. Now, Grant, I'm going to open this up for the callers and for you before we go to uh, the break here. Do you understand where baseball is kind of opening itself up for yes. conjecture and criticism when you when you bring in a guy like Anthony Bosch and you pay for evidence and people start to think, okay, the guy's going to say whatever you want him to say now because you're paying for his safety. Uh do you understand where, where people who want to take these shots at baseball, they have the leeway to? It's a slippery slope, and it's one that baseball put itself on years and years ago. I mean, we're talking about in the 90s, whenever was going on with the, the things that have been said in Jose Canseco's book, among others, the Kurt Randomskis, and all of the different guys who were suppliers yeah. for these kind of things. That has all laid the groundwork. But this is the first time that baseball has gotten their hands on one of these people and been able to glean necessary, I believe, information in order to find out how exactly it is people keep you know, getting past these tests. The Ryan Braun thing was a particular, it was a very sordid affair. He ruined a guy's life. You know, the, the guy who collected that sample for that urine test, it ruined his life. And then Braun ends up going back on his word and saying, hey, I messed up. I'll take my suspension now. We'll talk about that with you on the phone lines at 404-741-0929. is Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line. Grant will join us on the other side as well. What this does to baseball, who's in the wrong here, the A-Rod situation. 60 Minutes and also Boomer and Carton show uh, touched on it. We're trying to further the story and get your thoughts on it here on The Night Show with Jason Goff on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The Hawks play here. Atlanta Hawks basketball on a station you can hear everywhere. Every game, all season. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. For the record, have you ever used steroids? human growth hormone or any other performance enhancing substance no have you ever been tempted to use any of those things no you never felt like this guy's doing it maybe i should look into this too he's getting better numbers playing better ball i've never felt overmatched on the baseball field i've always been in a very strong dominant position 
And I felt that if I did my, my work since I've done, since I was uh, you know, a rookie back in Seattle, uh, I didn't have a problem competing at any level. So That was Alex Rodriguez lying to Miss Katie, as Lil Wayne would call her, in 2007. This is The Night Show with Jason Goff here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and 92.9thegame.com. And you can also watch us on watch92.9thegame.com. Hi, creepy people. How you guys doing? We're talking A-Rod. We're talking PEDs. We're talking Anthony Bosch. 60 Minutes last night. Uh, this morning, Joe Takapina, the representative of one A-Rod on the Boomer and Carton show, the morning show in New York, WFAN. Grant McCauley is sitting in as well. Uh, before we go to the phone lines uh, to ask your thoughts and your opinion on A-Rod and the way baseball has executed this investigation, uh, A-Rod has some other Fish to fry. He's suing Major League Baseball and also the Players Union. What's the latest on that, Grant? Yeah, that's the big story for today. I mean, you had Saturday's suspension. You had Sunday's 60 minutes. You had the Players Union really responding to how they felt the 60 minutes thing was wrong mm-hmm. on a lot of levels for Major League Baseball's officials to be a part of along with Tony Bosch. And then Alex Rodriguez decided to sue not only Major League Baseball, but also the Players Union, who he declined to have represent him and who he declined counsel from really throughout the process of the suspension. They might have gotten him a shorter suspension, 50 or 100 games perhaps. I would imagine 100 was probably the magic number at that time. He chose to go all or nothing, and it may end up hurting him. Also, he's not going to have the backing of the Players Union blindly in all of this. Uh, All right, and we got some... Sweet little, tunes right there. Yeah, get your little soundtrack to your, get, to your getting analysis. Fired up. <laughs> uh, but the Players Union Chief Tony Clark issued a statement. It's unfortunate that Alex mm-hmm. Rodriguez has chosen to sue the Players Association. His claim is completely without merit, and we will aggressively defend ourselves and our members from these baseless charges. Now, follow-up from Ken Rosenthal on Fox Sports, who, if you don't follow him, I mean, he's one of the many great minds that is following the, the story extensively. Um, he, Tony Clark notes the union has vigorously defended Rodriguez throughout his career and says the charge that the union failed to represent him fairly is outrageous based on what I just told you. He declined to have the union handle this matter for him. He wanted his own legal team. He got his own legal team. He chose to storm out of his appeals hearing, and he's pretty much going to have to deal with this now in federal court, which, again, I think is going to come down to a lot of smoke and mirrors and a lot of trying to get people distracted by the minutia of what's happening Mm -hmm. in this case and not necessarily defending himself to a T against everything that's being slung at him. He's basically saying, well, this shouldn't be slung at me because it's being slung the wrong way. Then in the precedent that it would set where you take a federal court trying to to reverse an arbiter's decision on a legally binding document such as a collective yeah. bargaining agreement is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of ways we can go with this. We're going to get your thoughts about it. Uh, you know, Grant is here as well. We're going to take your phone calls at 404-741-0929-22929 is Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Join Sports Radio 92.9, the game at Taco Max Sports Grill. Lindbergh this Sunday for the Road to the Bowl AFC-NFC Conference Championships viewing party. We'll be broadcasting live from noon to 3 p.m. Register to win the ultimate trip to the Super Bowl for you and a guest courtesy of Bud Light. January 19th, we'll be here from noon until the final game ends. For more info, go to 929thegame.com backslash Super Bowl. Anything else you want to get into before we go to the phone lines here? I think we've pretty much covered all the bases, any and all pun intended, but this is <laughs> it's going to be a mess. Your thoughts on who's in the wrong here, A-Rod, Major League Baseball, the way both. the investigation has gone, right, both, uh, Bud Selig. And, you know, I'd like to start this out with if you're going to be the I-don't-care guy, then save the phone call and let somebody else get in there because, you know, the, I, I love when we talk about these things. Well, I don't care. Just entertain me. Well, you, if you don't care about the, the 
the the safe not the safety but the 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 realm that the game has been in a long time you know, for a long time I should say as far as PEDs are concerned you know I'm not one of these old tradition is everything baseball guys but I do understand what the numbers mean and the numbers have been massacred over the last 15 to 20 years and and the way the Hall of Fame voting has has taken a hit it's because of some of these guys who don't know who to vote for what they're voting for who's lied throughout their careers, which careers have been lies in its totality or for a few years. So, yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very overwhelming situation if you're a baseball fan. So we'll talk to you about it. Let's go out to Lawrenceville. George, you're on 92.9 <laughs> The Game with Graham McCauley and Jason Goff. Hey, Jason. Uh, you, you had me change my tune because, look, it, it's not like I don't care. I care a whole lot. I've loved baseball my entire life. Mm-hmm. They love the Braves since they were bad is what I tell people. But here's a, here's a question I got for you. I, I think you know where I'm going with it. Which figure has done more damage to this game of baseball, Bud Selig or Alex Rodriguez, quick? Well, depending on which way you want to look at this. I mean, we're talking about a guy who, and I'll be honest with you from a personal standpoint, George, I was done with believing everybody once A-Rod was that guy because I thought that he was going to be the guy, one of the greats who had done it the right way. And for me – Everybody got thrown in the same pot, whether it was, you know, uh, uh, irresponsibly or so or not. I think baseball did it to itself, and I think Bud Selig is one of those culprits as well. So in the grand scheme of things, maybe you say Bud Selig takes more, uh, more of a hit than A-Rod, but we're talking about an all-time great player, uh, not yeah, just a commissioner here, of baseball. Here's my problem with it. Going after A-Rod like they have, and this is what I wish the players would have done. In 03, when this all, when the ish hit the fan, I wish the players would have said, yeah, we did it. And all you muttercrackers who built the stadiums, who made money off of us, okay, because for all the money and all the prestige you could say the guys like A-Rod and Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens made, the guys who were paying them made a whole lot more. So I, to me, none of this will have credibility till I see Bud Selig punished, till I see the owners give back the money they made, till I see those stadiums crushed and the fences moved no, back. No, that's, that's not, 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 not going to happen, George. Things are happen. You know that, George. But the, but the bottom line is you know what I'm saying is true. So none of this matters at all. But within reason, the George. Guys who enabled it are doing the punishing. George, now. but within, but within, but within not a George, and punishing. George, within reason, though. I mean, we have to, th- and we appreciate your call as always, George. But within reason, we have to talk about where the game will be going from here. Right. You know, we can't, we can't, we we don't live in a vacuum. This isn't a perfect world. Nothing is going to be done in that in that manner. We have to talk about where the game can go here and. If you'll ever trust the game again, I know a lot of people who've loved baseball all their lives who don't know what they're watching and, and, and then can't feel that they can trust the game going forward. Being one of those people who has loved baseball and, and wanted to make a career covering the mm-hmm. game and being involved in it, I've never set foot on a playing field in uniform, So, and that's never going to happen. But when you look at the overall impact of the game that this has had, there are a number of different things we're going to be feeling the effects of for a very long time. And trust is one of the biggest things that once you lose, it is very hard, if not impossible, yeah. to get back. That said, though, you're not going to start knocking down stadiums or issuing refunds or all of those things. And the reason why is, you know, people got their entertainment from that. What we found out was the entertainment, the way that it happened was questionable at best in a lot of cases. Secondly, you know, the players' union, the you know, Major League Baseball itself, they want to find answers to this. They want to do what they can, short of build a time machine and get back on track as right. best they can. So it's going to be a long and arduous uphill process, but it's one that they are trying, I believe now, to do the best that they can. However late it may seem, and it may be, 
they are doing what they can with the process now. And I think that Alex Rodriguez sends, or what has happened to him, the suspension, sends a very loud and clear message about their tolerance for not only breaking drug testing rules, but also getting into all kinds of other, you know, legal wrangling and, you know, questionable dealings. Like if you're threatening a man's life, that's, yeah. that shouldn't be part of this equation either, if that happens. Grant McCauley, Jason Goff will be taking phone calls into the 9 o'clock hour. Alexander, Mike Darnell, Ty, everybody on hold. 404-741-0929 is the phone number. 22929 is the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. What does baseball go from here with the A-Rod situation and PEDs? How many Anthony Boshes are out there? We'll talk about it on the other side. Top of the hour coming up right here on the Night Show with Jason Goff on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Villa Rickett is Snellville. Milton to Peachtree City. Getting the game is never a problem. Live from the Kia Studios. This is WZGC. And WZGC HD1 Atlanta. Live and local 24 hours a day. Here, you can count on it. Atlanta Sports Radio. 92.9 The Game. And just to speak to what performance-enhancing drugs have probably done to baseball in my lifetime, just talking in the commercial break with Grant about it, the 500 Home Run Club was a sacred place when I was a kid. Now, since I've been alive, I've seen these players get into the 500 Home Run Club. Alex Rodriguez, Ken Griffey Jr., Jim Tomey, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Rafael Palmero, Manny Ramirez, Frank Thomas, Gary Sheffield. Yeah, I mean, it, about it's a six ton. out of those eight, nine guys that I mentioned have all been, you know, labeled with PED usage. Right. <laughs> They're very few. I mean, you're looking at the Eddie Murray's and Mike Schmitz and guys like that who got to 500, and that was the, the milestone that was moments it. of their career. You get 500, you can just walk into the Hall of Fame. Their Hall of Fame careers were built on that. Now, I mean, you look at. The 600 Home Run Club had three members. It had Ruth, mm-hmm. Aaron, and Mays, and, and not in that order, obviously. But now you have Bonds, Griffey, and again, not saying he's a PD Jim guy. Tomey, Alex Sammy Rodriguez, Sosa. Sammy Sosa. You're going to tell me Sammy Sosa was a better ball player than Mickey Mantle? This is what I talk about. You know, the numbers mean so much more in baseball. Yep. And it was the regular guy's game. And when you broke down in year 14 to 13, that was when it was time for you to walk away. Or you became the journeyman, the right. pinch hitter, whatever it was. You, you didn't turn into Barry Bonds right. hitting 370 and, and having more home runs than strikeouts in a year. No. You know? We'll talk about it. Alexander, Mike, Darnell, Ty, I promise you we got you at the top of the hour. The Yankees, A-Rod, PDs, what baseball has to do going forward. Have they lost you as a customer and a consumer? Do you not care? Are you all for steroids? There's a lot of things, a lot of ways you can take this conversation. We'll do it all in the next hour of the show. This is the Night Show with Jason Goff right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and 92.9thegame.com.